When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Man, what a quick week. We have got the NCAA Final Four tomorrow. Of course, uh, you got Kansas and Villanova and Duke and North Carolina. Hope you're on your way to a great weekend on the first day of April. Can you believe it's April already? Man, unbelievable. You got the Masters next week. You know, you've got Major League Baseball starting up. Uh, Boy, there's enough on your plate. You know, there's a story that surfaced that I saw two days ago, and then I saw it yesterday, and I was like, wait a minute. I need to read this again because I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't believe what I'm reading. So over at Wimbledon, which begins in July, all right, Daniel Medvedev of Russia, Grand Slam champion, one of the best tennis players on the planet, all right? The British sports minister said he may seek assurances that Medvedev, okay, does not support Russia's invasion of Ukraine or he won't be able to play in Wimbledon, okay? Quote, absolutely nobody flying the flag for Russia should be allowed or enabled. We need some potential assurance that they are not supporters of Putin and we are considering what requirements we may need to try and get some assurances along those lines. Medvedev told reporters when he was asked about the war earlier this month, quote, my message is always the same. I want peace in all of the world. How about that? Huh? Now, the head of the World Tennis Association, Steve Simon, said he doesn't want players to be banned, okay, if they don't publicly criticize the decisions of an authoritarian leadership. Quote, you never know what the future may bring, but I can tell you that we have never banned athletes from participating on our tour as the result of political positions their leadership may take. So it would take something very significant for that to change. But again, we don't know where this is going. I feel very strongly that these should not be the ones that are being penalized by the decisions of an authoritarian leadership that is obviously doing terrible, reprehensible things. Can you believe that? Seriously. Can you believe that Medvedev may have to sign, okay, may have to put on paper his disdain for Putin and the invasion of Ukraine to play at Wimbledon. 
How, what, what the hell is wrong with the world? Seriously. Like Medvedev has anything to do with Russia invading Ukraine? And you want him to come out and denounce Vladimir Putin? I mean, you think that the, the, the citizens of countries have anything to do when their leaders decide to go to war? I mean, Alex Ovechkin's been getting death threats. I mean, other Russian athletes have had a very difficult time. And it's like, because they're now Russian, all of a sudden they're guilty and they are pro-war. I mean, I'm sure there are some that, that would say that, but I would say that many, 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 I would wager to say the majority are against the war. And now you have a tennis player and Daniel Medvedev, one of the best in the world. And he's going to have to sign an affidavit and do other things to appease Wimbledon. Really? Yeah, I want to see what a Wimbledon looks like if Novak Djokovic and Daniel Medvedev are not there. I want to see what Wimbledon looks like on the men's side there. What a joke. Seriously. What a joke. Politics and sports. Now, I understand world competitions banning teams from Russia. I get that. I understand that. I understand that completely. But in an individual sport, you got Medvedev, who may not be able to play in Wimbledon now because of the war against Ukraine. Amazing. All right, hit me up, hit your hand icon. What do you want to talk about today? Uh, NCAA basketball tomorrow, finally here with uh, Kansas, Villanova, and of course, the headline game. I shouldn't call it the headline game. It's the Final Four. That's not fair. You got North Carolina and Duke. And could it be the last game? What an what a, what a awful way to go out if you're Coach K because they got beat badly at Cameron the last time North Carolina was in their house. Could you imagine for Duke and the legacy of that program if they get knocked off in the Final Four by North Carolina? How about that? This is going to be the, how about this? This is going to be the 100th time that Mike Krzyzewski is facing UNC in his career. Think about that. 100 times. By the way, it's also the first time that Duke and UNC will face off in the tournament after 257 meetings. That's pretty remarkable. This is really an incredible it's just incredible the way this worked out to have Duke and North Carolina in the final four with Mike Krzyzewski, perhaps coaching his last game. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know if you can get a bigger game than this in a final four. I really don't. I don't think you can get a bigger game than we're going to have tomorrow with uh, this rivalry of Duke and North Carolina. I mean, it's, it's, it's the Yankees. It's the Red Sox. It's the Giants, it's the Dodgers, you know, it's the, it's the Bears and the Packers. I mean, it is. It's exactly what it is. It's pretty amazing. So Final Four tomorrow, if you want to talk about that or anything else, uh, hit me up with a hand icon uh, on this Friday. Did my uh, podcast today based on a phone call that I had yesterday uh, regarding Kurt Warner. And the movie that was made about Kurt, which I, I will see, 
And it got me thinking about some of the great moments that I had early in my broadcasting career because I announced a game in Des Moines with Kurt Warner playing for the Iowa Barnstormers. And I remember it pretty well. I don't remember Kurt Warner. I'd be lying to you if I remember Kurt Warner playing quarterback. I told you I remember the atmosphere outside the game, before the game, and then inside. And I remember the unbelievably cool uniforms that the Barnstormers had in their helmets. They were, you know, with the goggles over there. I mean, their, their helmets were, their, their uniforms were incredible. There's maybe the best uniform I'd seen in uh, Arena Football League in, 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 all, in all the years that I did the Arena Football League, which I did for uh, for many, many years uh, with the uh, San Jose Sabercats. So, again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it right here on Listen App. All right, NBA tonight. Let's go over the schedule, and then I'll go over the standings. But the Raptors are leading the Magic right now. Uh, 59 to 46. Elsewhere, you have the Celtics on top of the Pacers, 37 to 28. Uh, we talked about yesterday the Kings trying to uh, win both games against the Rockets, Suns and Grizzlies, Clippers at the Bucks, Pistons are in OKC, uh, Portland is at San Antonio, and it's Minnesota at Denver, and then the Pelicans are in New Orleans to take on the Lakers. You know, when you look at the standings right now, you got to figure that Portland is going to lose to San Antonio. And right now, Portland and the Kings are tied in the loss column. You got to, you, you kind of get the feeling both the Pacers and the Blazers are done. All right. Pacers have now lost five in a row. They're 25 and 52. So in all it, it, listen, the Kings are going to end up either sixth or seventh in terms of the worst record in the league. That's where they're going to end up. They're either going to be six or Portland will be six and Sacramento will be seven. There's really not much else. You can you can, can't go in any other different direction. That's where you're going to be. All right, let's check in with Eli. Eli, how are you on this Friday? Hey, Grant. Good. I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's happening? Hey, I had a question for you about the uh the soccer team that the Sacramento Republic FC. I see they got that new stadium that they're gonna do, which is great. I think that'll yep. be good for the city. Uh, my question for you is regarding their MLS bid. I know that they almost had that that MLS team a, a year or so ago, and then that collapsed. And I'm kind of wondering what happened there, and also if you think in the future we have any shot of making that happen and bringing an MLS team in. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Ron Burkle screwed over Kevin Nagel and his group and screwed over the city of Sacramento. That's 100% what happened. They had their whale. Ron Burkle uh took the everyone right up to the finish line and then backed out. Uh, he's been known for doing this and other dealings uh, when it comes to his uh, business acumen. He's very successful. Uh, he's a billionaire, uh, but he completely let down the uh, Kevin Nagel group and completely let down the city of Sacramento. That's 100% what happened. Uh, as far as the MLS, you know, their commissioner, Don Garber, you know, I, I believe has not exactly uh, been on the up and up with Sacramento as it relates to MLS. Uh, it's been, they, it seems like every time they knock on Sacramento's door, they want more and more money. The expansion fees keep on going up. I'm not optimistic at all about the MLS coming to Sacramento. As a matter of fact, if I had to wager 
on it, I would say it's not going to happen. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that Kevin Nagel is still going on with the plans for this entertainment complex in the real yards. Uh, he's pro Sacramento, has always been pro Sacramento, uh, has also spent a lot. First of all, I need to be transparent about this. Kevin Nagel's a friend of mine. All right. So, you know, I want to I, I don't want to I want to put that out there. All right. But I always try to be objective when I'm talking about my friends. I know for a fact, OK, Kevin Nagel has put in a lot of a lot of his own money to try to get the MLS to come to Sacramento. He has made a hell of an investment into the city of Sacramento. He obviously made a big investment with the Sacramento Republic, but he has already put in a lot of money and uh, he's a very good businessman. He sees this as, you know, I'm sure good for him and good for his group, but also really good for the city of Sacramento. But I, I'm not optimistic at all about the MLS coming to Sacramento right now. I'm just not. And I, and on another note, and I also put this out here because I, I want to preface this. I'm not a soccer fan and I don't know a lot about the workings of the MLS. In other words, I'm not a, a person that you should call up and ask me about the MLS, but I will say this. Okay. I believe the MLS is expanding too fast. Personally, this is just me. And again, I may be wrong here. I don't believe that there are enough quality players to fill out the number of teams that they want in their league. I, I still do not see that. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. As I said, that's not my forte. All right. I'm not into the league. I'm just telling you what I perceive. I believe that Major League Soccer is expanding too quickly. And the reason why they're doing it is very simple. They are getting tons of money now for expansion fees. And those fees are divvied up equally among the owners in the MLS. It's free money. So why the hell would you say no? But I think they're expanding too quickly. I really do. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't really follow much MLS either. I was just kind of curious from a, you know, Sacramento perspective in terms of growing the downtown and the the business scene and everything like that. So, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read off the teams in the MLS. All right, in the East, you got Philadelphia, Columbus, Chicago, Orlando, New York, Atlanta, DC, Charlotte, Cincinnati, New York City, New England, Toronto, Montreal, Miami. In the West, LA, Salt Lake, Minnesota, Austin, Dallas, Colorado, LA, Kansas City, Portland, Houston, Seattle, Nashville, San Jose, and Vancouver. I just think there's too many teams in the league, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, now, again, I'm not an MLS expert, so maybe somebody listening uh, would tell me that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I just think the league is expanding too fast. I think you're getting too greedy right now. But I got to be honest, as I sit here right now, I don't see Sacramento getting into the league. I really don't. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I guess even if we don't, the the new um, stadium they're building will still be good for the city. So um, that's probably it's, not it's going to be great for the city. It's going to be really good for the city. I mean, there are going to be a lot of uh, things that you'll be able to experience uh, in this new venue. So, yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. One other random thing for you today. Um, do you remember our hometown guy, Ryan Anderson? Yeah, very well. Yeah, I was curious um, because uh, I guess so my family had like a connection with him in the past and we've we've lost that connection. So I don't yep. really know what's what's going on with him, but I figured you might. I was curious because, um, you know, we followed him like when he got drafted, we were excited and he yep. kind of dropped off the face of the earth. So I don't know if you have any insight. On well, he called me. He reached out to me when I lost my job uh, the day after and um, shouldn't say he called me. He, said, he gave me a long text and we had a nice exchange. Um, I've, I have the utmost respect for Ryan Anderson. First of all, you know, he grew up in the town that I lived in for most of my time in Sacramento and El Dorado Hills. Same here. Uh, yeah, both my, bo- 
Oh, yep. So, you know, both my boys went to Oak Ridge High School. Did you go to Oak Ridge? No, I went to Ponderosa. Oh, okay. So, I mean, the connection there, uh, Ryan being in the NBA, he was uh, always very happy and willing. It was maybe as good as any interview I've ever had on my radio show, uh, particularly after Monty Williams' wife uh, died in the car accident and uh, after what Ryan went through uh, as well uh, with his personal life as it related to, you know, he's had a, he's had an unbelievable, um, he's had enough experiences and enough life events on a, on a negative uh, side that could last a lifetime. And he was very open and honest about it. And, you know, he's now married. Uh, he's a father. Uh, I, miss talking to him. I'll tell you what, I'm going to reach out to him and get him on my podcast. Cause I know he would definitely come on my podcast. I think he would make for a great guest. Um, I've been waiting on that, but I'm, I'm going to get him on, but I don't know what he's currently doing. Uh, the last time I communicated with him was back in June of 2020, but I'll reach out to him. I have his number and I'll do that. But, um, I, I always loved having him on the show. Uh, he was great. Uh, really had the utmost respect for him. Yeah, yeah, we were just kind of curious, um, you know, why he's not in the NBA anymore. So maybe we'll uh, get some insight on that. Well, I mean, his he he had his career, um, and then he had some back issues, you know. But he had a pretty good career, you know. I think he's just he played, and now he's retired. You know, I'm not saying that he would not be able to play, but the last few years, you know, he was moving around in the league a lot. You know, he was he was not able to stay with one particular team, but. I believe that he, I think he's very fine with his life, uh, his marriage, his, you know, being a dad. Um, I know when I found out that his wife was pregnant, uh, when I went up to him and congratulated him in person, he had the biggest beaming smile. I mean, I could just see the joy uh, uh, and everything. You know, he started his career, if you remember, drafted in New Jersey. You know, you got to remember he started his career in 2008. All right. Mm-hmm. So yep. he, he really he shouldn't be playing in 2022. Uh, he was with the Orlando where he had really good years. Uh, and then he had really good years in New Orleans. You know, I think he was in New Orleans for three or four years, played in Houston, played in Phoenix. Uh, and then towards the end of his career, I think he played for a little while in Miami. Uh, and then he returned with the Rockets. But, you know, he he had a really nice career that I think was uh, affected by his back injury. but. I wish him nothing but the best, man. He's a quality, quality individual. Agreed. Okay. Well, thanks, Grant. That'd be great if you had him on your podcast sometime. Yeah, I'll reach out to him. I'm pretty sure he'll come on, and uh, I would really look forward to having him on. So, hey, listen, you uh, take care. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. All right. You too. Have a good weekend, Grant. All right. All right. Yeah, Ryan Anderson, really uh, one of my favorites. You know, he used to come on my show and talk so much about what it was like growing up with the Kings in the early 2000s and how that had such a positive impact on his basketball career with Vladi and Webb and Peja and Bibby and those guys. I mean, he, he talked about what that meant to him and how much that helped him in his career, right? And, you know, he went to Cal Berkeley and just um, – just, a great story. You know, it's like talk about the schools in Sacramento. You look at all of the football players that have gone on and been successful from 
our area high schools like Grant High School, Folsom High School. I mean, you can go on and on, right? There, there, there are many examples. And, you know, you look at a little tiny town like El Dorado Hills and you have Ryan Anderson in the NBA, right? You have Ian Book, star quarterback at Notre Dame, you know, started a game on Monday Night Football last year for the Saints. And it's pretty remarkable in such a small town like that. Uh, FP Santangelo, again, Oak Ridge High School, Major League Baseball. I mean, think about just a small town like that. Major League Baseball, the NFL, uh, and the NBA. All right, again, if you want to come on, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Looking forward to this weekend. Looking forward to watching some college basketball tomorrow. Looking forward to the championship game on Monday and, of course, the Masters starting on Thursday and everybody waiting to see what's going to happen with Tiger Woods. That would be some unbelievable story. Tiger did go out and play around earlier this week with his son, Charlie, uh, and Justin Thomas. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, with or without Tiger Woods, the Masters is the Masters. And I know Roy McElroy was it late yesterday, said, uh, quote, it would be phenomenal if Tiger plays at the Masters. Well, I think everyone would agree with that. You know, it's been just over a year since his car crash it was in February of last year. No one thought that, well, first of all, no, there were many people that didn't think he'd ever play golf again, but here we are. And he might, might be teeing it up at the Masters. That would be absolutely unbelievable. It really would. Because you know that Phil's out and he should be out. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I guess Tiger played on a Tuesday. So he played three days ago. Uh, and he played all 18 holes. And he played with Justin Thomas. And so we'll see. You know, we'll see. You know, playing 18 holes and playing. I, I would say this. And I've, I've doubted the guy in the past and I've gotten burned in the past. So I need to be careful here. But if he makes the cut at the Masters, that, that that would shock me. And I shouldn't be shocked with anything that the guy does on the golf course. Okay? But most, most people will tell you that the Masters is one of the most difficult golf courses on tour to walk. It really is. And I've had the absolute pleasure of walking all 18 holes. I shouldn't say all 18. I couldn't walk Amen Corners Par 3. All right. So I, I, I should clarify that. But I've, I've been on the golf course. I've walked it a couple of times. And it is, you know, I wasn't golfing. I didn't, I was just walking. And it is a very, if you have an ankle, foot, leg, back problem, yeah, it is an extremely hilly golf course, not an easy walk at all. So we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens, but he's on the list of the 91 participants and he has not yet decided. I would just think from a mental perspective, it would be good for him to be out there if he feels he can play and not embarrass himself and himself. All right. 
So I know on February 16th, he said, quote, I wish I could tell you when I'm playing again. I want to know, but I don't. My golf activity has been very limited. I can chip and putt really well and hit short irons very well, but I haven't done any long stuff. Seriously, I'm still working. And then he says, and this was, you know, a month ago, I'm still working on the walking part. My foot was a little messed up there about a year ago. So the walking part is something that I'm still working on, working on strength and development in that. It takes time. What's frustrating is it's not at my timetable. I want to be at a certain place, but I'm not. I've just got to continue working. I'm getting better. Yes. But as I said, not at the speed and rate that I would like. You add in the age factor too. You just don't quite heal as fast, which is frustrating. He made that actually six weeks ago, those comments. But I, if he were to play and make the cut, what a story that would be. Could you imagine the ratings on the weekend? Just imagine the ratings on the weekend. I just can't imagine how he could not only play, but make the cut after not playing at all. Like, I know it's Tiger Woods. I get all of that. But I, I would be shocked there. What about you? All right, hit, hit me up, hit the hand icon. Uh, we'll raise the hand and we'll do it. I'm looking at the extended forecast for Georgia. It looks pretty good uh, for the most part. A couple of showers probably on Thursday, but yeah, we'll see. You know, I mean, the reason why I say that, I mean, any rain changes the golf course significantly there as much as any golf course, but the weather forecast looks pretty good. I know Thursday maybe a few morning showers, but the weekend forecast looks very good. Temperatures uh, in the high 60s for next weekend. Again, maybe some morning showers on Wednesday, uh, but the, the weather looks to be pretty good. That looks to be pretty good. Again, thunderstorms are not a big deal. That's not going to affect the course that much unless you get a, a big-time downpour, but they're not expecting that. So should be pretty good, which also is a real... Uh, help to Tiger Woods. That's for darn sure. All right. Uh, hit me up. Hit your hand icon. Raise your hand. Uh, and we will do it right here. Uh, again, the NBA, the Kings, and the Rockets tonight. I kind of get the feeling the Kings are going to end up with the seventh worst record. Uh, I think that they'll be ahead of Portland in the standings. So you're going to have six teams ahead of Sacramento in all likelihood record-wise. And then you see what the bounce of the ping-pong balls are uh, when they have the lottery in may all right you'll, you'll find out then you'll find out then uh everything's decided in the east you know you know that cleveland brooklyn charlotte and atlanta are going to be seven eight nine and ten but you don't know what order uh, you could have right now cleveland's got a two-game lead in the loss column over both brooklyn charlotte and atlanta brooklyn charlotte and atlanta are all tied at 40 and 37 and they've all been playing well atlanta's won seven of ten charlotte's won eight of ten Brooklyn's won six of four. Then in the West, you have Minnesota. They're pretty much locked into the seventh spot. Then you have the Clippers. They're pretty much locked in the eight. The question is who's nine and who's 10. All right. You got New Orleans in ninth and San Antonio and the Lakers fighting it out for the last spot. So the way it looks right now, either San Antonio or the Lakers would play Minnesota and the Clippers will play the Pelicans. It's pretty much how it looks. And then the Kings right now are 31 and 45. They've won four of their last 10. 
And again, tw- or 31. The, excuse me. The Kings are 28 and 49. I was reading the Lakers. The Kings are 28 and 49. And it looks like they will get to 30 wins. All right. If they win tonight, you know, when you look at the Kings' schedule here and to wrap up the season, all right, in April, you got the Rockets game starting in just a couple moments. And then you have the schedule looks like this four games left at, or home Golden State. Home New Orleans, at the Clippers, and at Phoenix. The Clippers game and the Phoenix game probably will be meaningless for those teams. Probably be meaningless for those teams. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls here on this Friday edition of Listen Up. Grant Napier with you when we get to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you? This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash grant hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline Jeff, I lost you there. Hit that microphone icon again. There you go. Hey, Jeff, how are you today? Good, man. What's up? So, you got uh, down by two for either guy. Who do you want the ball in the hands, Giannis or Durant? Durant. Durant. You think he could make a three-pointer and win the game? I do. Giannis is more of go to the basket, get fouled type of a deal. But if it's, you know, creating your own shot and, you know, I would, I think Durant with the ball in his hand, even though I, I, you know, Giannis has had the number of Brooklyn the last six or seven times they've played. But in that scenario, he had it la- yeah, he had it last night. Yeah. He had, it, he had him last night. In that scenario though, I would have Durant with the ball. Okay. That, I would just want to give you a take. The second thing, you know, I'm from Yuba City. Well, I'm from the Bay Area. I've told you that a hundred times. And live in Yuba City. But those, and so I'm a Giants fan. Those goddamn Dodgers. They got Kimbrel today. They got Murray. Yeah, I saw that. Jesus. Well, I, I'm not going to miss Pollock or Seager this year. But, I mean, God. I mean, I mean, 
They remind me of your Yankee. They remind me of George Steinbrenner back when the Yankees would get everybody. Well, let me ask you. The Dodgers were loaded last year, too, were they not? Yeah, they were. The Giants took them all away. There you go. Beat so, them in the standings. It, you know, it, it went down to game five. Went down to game five with a bad call, a strike three call, but... Yeah, but you know what? That, that, that was a bad call. But, I mean, the chances of the Giants winning that game would be very remote, even if that call – and he probably could have he struck out the next pitch. You never know. But I, you can't blame that call on the Giants losing the series. That's not right. right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I mean, they were overmatched. Yep. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, position by position, probably the only one that would have started for the Dodgers is Buster Posey. So, you know, we'll see. You still got to go out and play on the field, all right? I, there were many, many years as a Yankee fan, I can tell you, the Yankees had by far the best lineup in baseball and didn't win. You know, you still got to go out and get it done. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right, right. Okay, well, you have a good one, and I'm looking forward to see what Mitchell could do tonight. I got him in my fantasy, and he's been racking up 35, 40 points a night. And the other guy that's been killing it in fantasy is guess who that is? He used to be on the Kings. Who's that? <laughs> I know. Well, first of all, you're exaggerating a little bit on Mitchell. He hasn't been scoring 35 or 40 every night. You wish he was. Fantasy points. You know, he gets them. Oh, more, fantasy. Yeah, oh, 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 oh. Points, okay. Points, okay. Points, I got gotcha. you. Points, rebounds. Yes. Gotcha. Thing. Gotcha. Yeah, no. He Listen, he's fun to watch, isn't he? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be intriguing to see what they do, you know, but uh, who knows? I'm tired. You know, I get let down every year, but uh, it's going to be interesting if they keep money, uh, if they keep uh, the coach or they go somewhere else. Uh, don't know if there's any retreads out there. I sure hope it's not Christy, but, uh, but you know, I can't see it being, uh, I, I can't see it being Doug Christie. I, I yeah. just can't. I mean, he's not ready to be a head coach in the NBA, what, in my opinion. What, I, I, just, I don't, don't see that. What do you think of Bobby Jackson? Who's, Done their uh, stocking. I love Bobby. I think Bobby's. Got, I think Bobby can make an excellent head coach. I really do. I've told Bobby that to his face, and I've said that publicly. I think Bobby could be a hell of a head coach. I really do. You think he could be like a Tyra uh, Lou? Yep, I do. I, I think Bobby's got every characteristic to be a very good NBA head coach. I I really do. All right, Grant. Well, you hey. have an awesome weekend. Thank you. Take it easy. You too. Have a great weekend. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. If you want to come on, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and I'll put you up on stage with me, and we can uh, talk. And we're going to get to John. Hey, John, how are you today? Doing all right, Grant. How are you? Doing good, buddy. What's happening? Well, I'm ju- I just wanted to say, Davion Mitchell, that guy is going to be good. That guy is, yes, he is. a good basketball player both ways. No two ways about it. And his offensive game seems to be getting better and better, and I think that's the longer he stays in the game, the more of a lather he gets, the more he gets in the game. Yep. So I think yep. that's well, part of it there. I believe that's part and of he's, it. He's got some work to do now. The Kings are already down 36-19 to 19, uh, in the first quarter, and Mitchell has yet to score in nine minutes. But, yes, I would agree with you. He is uh, He's looking very good. Off to a slow start tonight, though. Again, he has not scored in the first quarter with the Kings down 36-19. Yeah, that'll happen. I don't think he's going scoreless, I and mean, he is a rookie. So, I'm, you know, long, long yeah, yeah. Though, I think he's going to be a very, very good basketball player. Potentially, def- you know, defensive. Totally team, agree. You know, I'm thinking defensive. Totally team, agree. First, at least second. Totally and, agree. Uh, the final four, man, I am rooting for North Carolina, and I want to see Kansas to, just because it's Scott Pollard, because I love that guy so much. You know what I mean? That's what I want to see. I love Scott, too. 
Yeah, I just yeah, was texting Scott last night. He was at the games last weekend uh, and said, you know, he was there with his wife and his son. He had just such a great time uh, going to uh, the Kansas games, uh, both on Friday and Sunday. He said he had just an absolute blast. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy uh, for Kansas, too. Uh, I had a chance to go to Kansas uh, three years ago for a game during the All-Star break. My wife and I went with Scott and uh, his wife to a Kansas game on a Saturday afternoon and. What a freaking experience that was, John. It was unbelievable. Hey, Grant, I recall you talking about that, and all I could do is get chills and just wish I was sitting by you guys because yep, that guy, I know, man. he's as passionate as I am. I mean, he, he's all the way there, buddy. <laughs> hey, have a great weekend. Yeah, say, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, was that Al or Jeff who just called? Um, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Oh, Jeff, okay. Sorry about my Dodgers taking Kimbrough, but that's how it goes. And kind of like your Yankees and my Dodgers is the same. We might have really great teams every year, but we don't win every year. You know what I mean? Nope. Look at last, look at last year. Perfect example. I I mean, I know, you know, they, they, they were stacked last year, even though they couldn't end up winning the division with the giants, they were stacked and uh, they didn't win last year. So in position to do so, you know, so yes, they were always go your way. And the giants and Dodgers, play hard as hell against each other always have and that's it's always gonna be like you know i became a dodgers fan because my grandfather great grandfather father were dodgers fans brooklyn dodgers fans obviously back then Uh, yeah sure of course and i'm mostly a football fan and a basketball fan and i picked my own you know cowboys and i picked my own kings but the dodgers they were bred i was bred a dodger fan you know what i mean sure i got you Great hearing from you, John. Have a good weekend, buddy. You do the same, Grant. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, I always used to talk to my dad about growing up in that era in New York City, you know, with the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Giants and, you know, Ebbets Field, the Polo Grounds, right? I mean, Yankee Stadium. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. You know, the Polo Grounds. I always like love looking at old pictures of the uh, polo grounds. You know, I always tell this story. My dad told me uh, December seventh, nineteen forty-one, right? December seventh, nineteen forty-one. My dad was at the polo grounds. Fifty-five thousand people. All right. The New York Giants playing the Brooklyn Dodgers, not baseball, football, okay? December 7th, 1941, in front of 55,000 people. And my dad was at that game as a teenager. And little did he know as were thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of others in that stadium that day and around the United States that they would soon be serving their country. And my dad, three years later, after being at the Polo Grounds on December 7th, 1941, as a 15-year-old boy, three years later, was in the Pacific Theater on a naval ship off of Okinawa. But he talks about being at that game 
on December 7th, 1941. And, you know, there's a lot of different stories from that day about being at that game because obviously it took a long time for news to get from Hawaii, especially the time difference filtering all the way without news the way we think of news today. And there's some different viewpoints on whether an announcement was made at the game or not about will all servicemen and women please report to their stations from the public address announcer that day. Uh, But just to think about sports, we're talking about the Dodgers and the Giants. And now a lot of people don't even know that the Brooklyn Dodgers were a football team as well, right? Think about that. Think about that. Um, But again, there are different stories as it relates to the scene at the polo grounds that day. All right. You think about that game. All right. Was played right at what? One o'clock Eastern time when the bombing began. Now the pro football hall of fame says this, all right? The public address announcer at New York's Polo Grounds where fans were celebrating Tuffy Lehman's Day in honor of their star running back interrupted his commentary to tell all servicemen to report to their units. This is from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The same, by the way, was done at Chicago's Comiskey Park at Washington's Griffith Stadium, the announcer paged high-ranking government and military personnel who were in attendance but did not mention the attack. Reporters were told to check with their offices, officers, or no, officers, I beg your pardon. Now, here's an excerpt from a story that day from the New York Daily News. All right, the game, by the way, was played to completion Brooklyn won 21-7. All right, I'm going to read this from the New York Daily News. The pregame presentation ceremony was brief, and after a full house of 55,051 fans took their seats, the game started about 2 p.m., a little later than usual. The Dodgers won the toss. The Giants' usually reliable Ward Cuff sent the opening kickoff out of bounds. And just about the same moment when six-time zones to the west Japanese airplanes were attacking the U.S. Naval Station at Pearl Harbor. As fans did not habitually bring radios to ball games in 1941, and other media were not yet omnipresent, word of the attack on Pearl Harbor spread slowly and sporadically. While some attendees would later vividly remember hearing bulletins on the public address system, the papers the next day said nothing was denounced Until after the game, when military personnel were told to report to their stations during the game, according to the papers, the closest thing to a war-related announcement was a request that Colonel William Donovan contact his office in Washington. Most players reportedly heard the news at halftime from radio reports, 
sports writers in the custom of the day did not go to the locker room then or after the game to record their responses. Newspaper articles on the game the next day did not mention the Pearl Harbor angle. How about that? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. That is from the Pro Football Hall of Fame and then the Daily News. Then you have this from the history section of BaseballReference.com since the Dodgers were just brought up. The Dodgers were hit hard by, and then we're, now we're talking baseball. The Dodgers were hit hard by World War II, not only losing not only stars like Pee Wee Reese, but also Larry McPhail to military service. To replace McPhail, the Dodgers hired Branch Rickey as general manager. In time, Rickey eventually assumed controlling ownership of the team. When he was the general manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Ricky had developed a farm system as a means of developing talent for the big league club. And he quickly established a farm system for Brooklyn, which included notable minor league teams such as the Montreal Royals of the International League, the St. Paul Saints of the American Association, and the Mobile Bears of the Southern Association. With the end of the war, new stars would join the Brooklyn roster, including right fielder Carl Farillo, center fielder Duke Snyder, and first baseman Gil Hodges. How about that? Yeah, but my dad told me being at that game, you know, as a teenage boy, 15 years old, and three years later, would be in the Pacific Theater. Of World War II. I wonder how many others were at stadiums that day that we just chronicled and and found themselves in the war a short term, short time after. History, boy. History. All right. Hey, if you want to get on the show today, uh, hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. I'll update you on some other scores. Uh, the Kings now are down 43 to 30. That ball game with uh, two minutes gone by in the second quarter. You have Toronto blowing out Orlando. Washington's got a 20 point lead on Dallas in the third. Celts lead the Pacers 68 61 at the break. Memphis leads Memphis, or <laughs> Memphis leads Memphis leads Phoenix by five in the second quarter. Clippers have a one point lead of Milwaukee in the second quarter. 
Uh, you got Oklahoma City and Detroit tied in the second quarter. Portland, San Antonio just underway. All right, let's look at the uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill box score in the first half of their game. Boy, what a first half for Halliburton. Wow. Eight of nine floor, four of four from downtown, 29 point or 22 points. How about that? 22 points for Halliburton in the first half of play in 18 minutes. Buddy Heald, ice cold, 18 minutes, one of six, including one of four from downtown. But how about Halliburton? 22 points in the first half on eight of nine. Eight of nine. Wow. Eight of nine. Uh, we were talking about Davion Mitchell a couple of moments ago. He is still not scored in 12 minutes. Uh, he is 0 of 5 uh, from the floor. And uh, Jeff brought up his player. Maybe not his player. I don't know if he's having him on his fantasy team. Marvin Bagley. Let's check in on Marvin Bagley early in the game. As the Pistons are, well, wow, Bagley's not playing. Must have gotten hurt this morning getting out of the shower. Not in the lineup. Not in the lineup. Boy, those showers, boy. Man, I'll tell you. So Marvin is not playing in that game. Who the hell knows what's going on with Marvin Bagley? I was not aware that he wasn't playing. Because he's been playing very well for uh, Detroit. Let me see what the hell's going on with Bagley again. See if he did indeed slip getting out of the shower or, you know, stumbling getting out of his car, walking into the arena. You know, these things happen with Marvin. You know, you got to be careful here, right? Got to be careful. Got to be careful. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with uh, Bagley. But anyway, not playing in the game tonight. All right, again, if you want to get on before we uh, get to the weekend, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it Monday. We'll have a recap of everything uh, this weekend with the NCAA semifinals. Uh, we'll look at the NBA in depth, and we'll also zero in on Augusta and the Masters. That is all coming up for you uh, next week right here on Listen App. Uh, the other thing that we'll get into, obviously, is baseball, right? Because you're going to have opening day next week. We'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely hit on baseball. I mean, we're not going to ignore that. It is Going to be a big week with games finally being played as spring training is still going on. They'll wrap that up this week, and then we can start playing for real. You know, a lot of people are talking about the extra double headers. Nah, I don't care. You know what? So what? You know, you got it. The, the the bottom line is, you know, let's get the schedule going right. Let's play some. Let's play some baseball. Uh, let's do it right. So. Let's do it. Let's do it indeed. All right. Hey, make it a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the basketball games tomorrow. We'll do it on Monday again right here on Listen App. Until then, Grant Napier saying so long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.